Kia this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. The Quilted Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The program is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. Folded Bananas Radio Show. (laughs) Today is Sunday the 20th of June. And I am Debbie Stevens. And also in the studio with me is my Tiki Kura and co-host. And we have a special guest, Angela Toomey, who is a very dear friend and a newly published poet. So we're going to be talking about her new book titled Harbour, Here's Some Poetry, and talk about her love of poetry through um, quite a few years, from what I can gather. Um, And I'm also asked, um, Angela, as we do with all our guests, to select some music that we're going to play during the show. And today the first song that we're going to sing or to listen to is titled Pride by Grace Petrie. Well, we're a long way from the Stonewall Inn I'm standing on this platform, no one's stopping me to sing But there's a multitude of sins it can hide behind your hashtag Tell me again how love wins Well there's nothing new about this rage It's a war that's always waged Like I know one bats an eye That when 50 of us die in it It doesn't even make the Daily Mail front page Well sometimes it's like an uphill climb Yes sometimes what we call pride and I know you don't want to face the fact each and every day we're still being attacked And sometimes it's by guns And sometimes it's by words And sometimes it's by the North Carolina bathroom acts And yet we're the same as everyone We're all under the same sun But if you're trying to suggest This is just about the West We've spent our whole lives Looking down the barrel of that gun And sometimes Pride. 
have each other We'll defeat the hate we suffer You're my sisters, brothers and all that's in between And if everything that I made of was fashioned by your God above It was him that gave this kind of love to me But sometimes it's like an uphill climb Sometimes it's like an uphill climb Oh, sometimes it's like an uphill climb But I'm right by your side Oh, I'm right by your side And that's what we call pride And that's why we need pride Quilted Bananas radio show. That was Pride by Grace Petrie. Now tell us, Angelie, why did you choose that song to start us off? I guess initially um, her accent, um, <laughs> it's just really sort of that nice Celtic sort of um, UK kind of vibe, but also the message. Um, you know, often people will say, well, you know, why do you need pride festivals these days? You've got marriage equality, you've got, you know, human rights protections, well, for some of us. Um, but I think there's still things that we experience and discrimination and harassment that happens and also violence against members of our, our rainbow community. And so I think, yeah, we, we still need pride and um, to support each other and to keep up the struggle for social justice and inclusion. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, so true. So true. So we've got you along today because you have um, published a, your first book, I'm sure to be one of many, um, called The Harbour. And um, I've been part of that, kind of part of that journey because I've been, at, um, was very lucky to, to look to come along to the book, book review that you had at the Cabin Club on the 29th of January. And um, yeah, I mean, that was just a, when you were ready to publish, it was getting ready to, it was at getting um, off at the book being made. But what was, where did you start? I mean, when did you start this poetry journey? You know, I know you've got hundreds of poetry. And how did you get to, to decide to make this book? Um, yeah, so I guess I've always been busy in my head. Mm -hmm. um, thoughts are always there. And sometimes I wrote them down and lost the scraps of paper. But um I guess, you know, behind every successful person is a great woman. So I need to give a huge shout out to my wonderful wife, Annie, um, who on seeing these scraps of paper or listening to my somewhat weird ramblings over dinner, said, you should write this down and you should, you know, write a book, put them all together in a book, let other people, you know, read and, and hear what you've got to say. And so I guess it's all her fault <laughs> that we're here. Um, and, yeah, so I guess it's sort of poetry and, and writing and thinking have always sort of been part of kind of who I am in my little sort of introverted snail shell. Um, but every now and then I suppose I peer out into the big wide world and at the moment I'm really putting myself out there. So, um, yeah, and as you say, I've I've just got... Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of poems. So, um, yeah, th th there'll be probably a second book. Yes, yes. And you've also been, um, I get these book um, 
these invites to come along, and I haven't made it yet. You've been um, reading your poetry at the Wellington Feminist Club. So um, how did you get onto that? And yeah, it sounds like a great platform for people to hear your poetry. Yeah, um, so Wellington has a really vibrant arts scene. There's there's tons of things happening. Um, and two people who do amazing work in the art space are Hugo Girl and Kate Spencer, um, both of whom produce the um, Wellington Feminist Poetry Club, which is a monthly event at the Fringe Bar. And when I was looking at opportunities to start reading my poetry, I saw their events, I contacted Kate and they have a really awesome approach to open mic and we have a lot of first-time readers come along and share their works and just really incredibly amazing, talented people. And some people will write comedy songs and perform them with beautiful singing voices. There's very deep, meaningful poetry and you can just join that lineup. And Kate is a very good producer. She's very inclusive. Um, we we have um, a whole range of different performers come along and it inspires me to hear other people's work. And it's really nice to sort of have that supportive environment. So, yeah, um, so I'm kind of a, a semi-regular at the Wellington Feminist Poetry Club now. Yes. And there's, you know, Facebook page and you can Google them and all that sort of stuff. Um yeah. Yeah. So. yeah they, um, they, they let you know who's going to be performing so you can check out who, who you want to come and listen to. So um, on that note, would you like to read one of your poems for us that you've selected today? Certainly. <laughs> um, so this, I'm going to do a lot of shout outs, I think, this morning. So this first poem um, is called Whispered Secrets. And it's actually my younger sister's favourite poem of mine that she's heard so far. So I dedicate this one to my little sister, Rachel, who's, you know, not so little anymore, but makes me feel good to think that she's, you know, (laughs) still in plaits because that helps me. Um, Okay, so Whispered Secrets. Nature whispers her secrets to me, encoded in the rustling of dried leaves. The size of branches provide punctuation to declarations that we are not yet ready to face the winter alone. We are good company, the deciduous trees and I. We are bereft of the optimism bestowed upon the evergreens. We stand in a world that makes us change, bending us with forces we cannot control. And yet we stand, whispering encoded secrets that might one day be understood. Nice. Yeah, there's just so much meaning in your poetry. It was very relaxing to listen to. It was. Thank yes. you. <laughs> I did tell her that she had a beautiful poetry voice. Yes. So I'm just thinking that maybe we might just go to another song. And the next one that Angela has selected is She Keeps Me Warm by Mary Lambert. Now, why did we pick this one? Um, so this is another shout-out, um, oh. another shout-out to my wife. So we, we specifically had this song in our playlist when we got married. So I I suppose that's the shout out for this song is thank you to all of the activists over many, many decades who really put themselves out there to achieve marriage equality for all of us. Um, Thank you. Yep, so here it is. She Keeps Me Warm by Mary Lambert.
She says I smell like safety and home. I named both of her right forever and please don't go. I could be your morning sunrise all the time, all the time. Yeah, this could be good. This could be good. I can't change, even if I try, even if I wanted to. That was Mary Lambert. She keeps me warm, and you're listening to the Quilted Bananas radio show with uh, Debbie Stevens and Angie Toomey. All right. So, um, another great song. I love listening to Mary. We were just talking while we were listening there, and she's a Canadian-based singer, and we're 
we all thought that it wouldn't it be great if we could get it to New Zealand and maybe even onto our show, but that was, that's wishful thinking. Maybe technology will get us there one day. So um, the process of getting a book published, um, I, went, I was very lucky to be also part of the book launch at the Bats Theatre that Angelie and Annie organised so we could, we, she could formally... Um, launch her book, but um, what are some, if you're a, a poet and you wanted to, or any sort of writer, but as poet especially, um, what were some of the steps that you had to go through, like the mechanics of getting your book out there and, and ready for all of us to read? Yeah, um, I guess one of my learnings is to actually network and talk to people. So I did a lot of my journey kind of um muddling through myself, but I highly recommend people to join a writer's group or the New Zealand um, Authors Society where you can learn from other people's experience. Um, I I have myself found it quite difficult um, to find any sort of publisher or agent because at the moment no one's really publishing poetry, particularly first-time unknown poets. we're in the middle of, you know, COVID and, and all of that sort of thing, but there's quite a lot of competition in the literary scene. And I think people are probably a little bit afraid that customers or consumers aren't buying books anymore. So I'd throw out a challenge to everyone, go out there and buy a book today, <laughs> any sort of book, yep. um, a physical book that you can hold and love and have forever um, because people will have put their hearts and souls into that book. But um, going back to my journey, yeah, so I... Having knocked on a couple of doors and been sort of rejected, which is a very hard word, I decided I would self-publish. And if you Google self-publishing, there's quite a lot of tips and tricks, um, helpful guides, and you can kind of work your way through that process. I was lucky to find a typesetter and designer who was really wonderful to work with, Matt Wilson at creativedepot.co.nz. And um, Matt was really fantastic and I was on a very steep learning curve and he kind of carried me up that hill and it was fantastic to work with him because he kind of understood my vision for the book and we had a lot of conversations about the design and the layout and the font size and things called page furniture, um, which are, you know, the placement of the page numbers and the this and the that and it's all very complicated and there's a lot to it. Like nothing in the book is by accident. It's all sort of premeditated, deliberate um, decisions. And we worked together through that process. And then I asked for some quotes from printers and I ended up using Bookprint, which is an Auckland-based printer. So the book has been designed and typeset and produced here in New Zealand, which for me was really important given that I started the process last year and it probably took me nine months from the decision of, yes, we're going to do this, through to um, the books actually arriving on my doorstep via courier. So it is a, it has ups and downs and it's quite emotional. And when the books did arrive, I felt a little bit emotionally numb in that I think I was kind of afraid that reality had happened. And we're here now and I have 150 books and they can't live in my house forever. <laughs> they need to go to forever homes. So now, you know, the hustle begins to, to find forever homes um, and adoptive parents for my books. <laughs> yes. And I mean, they, um, I love the colours that you've chosen, which is a beautiful yellow with the, the black typeset because they just remind me of Wellington and, and, and 
you've written about focused on the harbour, so um, I think it was a great choice. And uh, if you're wanting to get a copy of um, Angelie's book, there are she has got a a website, angelietoomeypoetry.com, and she also has copies at Maid Marian Craft Shop, 166 Cuba Street. And she has also very kindly offered to do a competition so you can win a copy of her awesome um, poetry. And we're thinking the easiest way to do that is for you to go on to the Quilted Bananas Facebook and put in, in the comments what let's see what you love about Wellington Harbour or an experience yeah. on Wellington Harbour. What yeah, you... I think sort of, you know, in, in 25 words or less, yes. um, you know, what what is a favourite place around the harbour or what do you like to do um, with our gorgeous harbour, either on it or around it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then um, we can announce a winner next week, maybe on the show. Yes, yep. I will make sure that the presenter for next week has the winner and then we will grab your um, addresses once we've announced the winner and send that out to you. So I think that's awesome that you've offered that because um, I have got my own personal signed copy um, and busy reading that through that. Now, um, I think we're going to go with a look, another song, and it's called The o- Big Old Car by Cold Chisel. And I know for a fact that Cold Chisel is one of your favourite, favourite bands. So we just had to put that in there, didn't we, Angelique? Didn't we, Angelique? Um, yes. Um, the morning would not have been complete without a little Cold Chisel. Um, you've probably picked up from by now that I'm not um, of this land originally. Um, I am from Australia, but I got here as soon as I could. (laughs) Um, And I am now a card-carrying Kiwi, so I have my citizenship and that was probably, you know, one of the proudest moments of my life, um, taking the oath or the affirmation and um, getting my certificate and passport and everything, not that we can use passports at the moment. But, um, yeah, so Cold Chisel is um, a band that had broken up by the time I was a teenager, but my working class roots and the rural kind of remote area where I grew up, their music really spoke to my soul. And some of it is quite uncomfortable and brutal and um, quite hard living rock and roll, but it's that kind of grinding energy that I love. This song is very safe for radio. Um, I have checked it for um, Naughty Words and it wasn't a single. It, it, it's on a, a B-Sides album, I think, that they released probably 10, 15 years ago. And I just imagine myself as a child sitting in the back of the Ford with the windows down because it didn't have air conditioning, mum driving um, very long hours to get from A to B. And, you know, we'd make up games in the back of the car and you could hardly hear each other speak, so noisy. And I imagine the band on one of their road trips having a competition for, you know, you write a song, no, you write a song. And, yeah, so this song probably um, is about a big old car that I used to drive around in as a child, but also it mentions some of the places that I'm familiar with and grew up in. Cool. The Big Old Car by Cold Chisel. There's a big old car This will take us home Oh, there's a big old car it's gonna take us home. It's gonna take us home. Yeah, lots of women's big old car. Yeah, it's gonna take us home. It's gonna take us all the way to Brisbane. I take us all the way to Kansas. 
Excellent choice. Um, we used to, I used to do a lot of writing and, and an old um, Holden, so um, reminded me of those days. Now, um, we're here to talk about poetry, and I think it's time to hear another poem. So what poem would you like to read to us now, Angeline? Okay, this is another one from Harper, and um, the book itself is inspired by the people and places of, of Wellington Harbour. Uh, and... So that's kind of, you know, the commute in from Petone and um, the stormy sort of blustery weather we can have at any time of the year, but you know, mm. particularly today. But there's, there's other elements of the harbour as well. And so this poem is about the Hutt River. And so um, we can't have the harbour really without the river. They're, they're intertwined. So it's called A Forever Embrace. If I am to speak of the harbour, I must also speak of her sister, the river, connected by fate, created by nature and physics. Where the harbour is plump and mysterious, the river reveals herself, lives amongst us. Her stories can be written in ink the colour of mountains, turning powerfully over obstacles, knowing no restraints. Other stories meander gently, with crystal transparency, inviting and calm, often read only by the rats and trees that live along her banks. The conduit between mountain air and salt water, she moves with an elegance carved over millennia to meet her sister in a forever embrace of ebb and flow. Mm. Powerful stuff. It's just the words, you just, yeah... It takes, it's very clever people that can write words and just, yeah. I'm in awe. Oh, it was very lovely and just, you know, I was sat back and just listened to you reading it. And yeah, it's a nice way to think about the river. Mm. It's embracing. So. Mm. Yeah, it really puts you, you feel like you're part of whatever you're, you're speaking about. So, yeah, I can see the river flowing into the harbour. Yeah. 
Very powerful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, to get out there and buy books, I think you'll enjoy Angela's poetry. So um, you've written this new book, and I know that um, you're, write, you're writing poetry all the time. They just sort of pop into your head, don't they? Um, yeah. yeah, so sometimes I won't write for what feels like a very long time, a couple mm. of weeks. And at other times, you know, I can be washing my hair in the shower or sitting on the train going into work on a Monday morning, looking out the window, or staring into the middle distance as if I'm not doing anything, but my brain's chugging away. Yeah. And a phrase or a concept or something will sort of pop into my head and I'll grab a pen and it's almost as if the, the poems and the words have already formed themselves and I'm just the conduit for getting them into this realm in physical form of yeah. ink on paper. Um, and usually they, they sort of flow in a kind of just a, a flooding of consciousness and other times they're a little bit harder to wrangle and I need to work with them or sit on them for a while. So sometimes I'll write something and leave it and six months later I'll come back and really reconstruct it into what it was supposed to be. Right. And it's almost as if I failed in my duty of allowing the ink to be shaped correctly on the paper by my hand. And so, yeah, some of them just prickle my brain a little until I get it right. Right, yeah, almost like dreaming a dream and then trying to re recall it. It's kind of like you, um, yeah. Now you, um, while we were talking about poetry, you told me about, because I wanted to know um, if you'd written a poem about your mum. And you said you had, and I thought that was, uh, um, I thought that was pretty special. So I asked if you could read that as well because, I, yeah, mums are very special. Um, so yeah, I was wondering if you could read that to us. Um, yes, I can. Yeah. Um, I've just, sorry, I need to shuffle my papers because I have <laughs> um, put my pages in the wrong order. Um, and because this one isn't in the book, um, yes. I just need to make sure that I'm not going to stumble halfway through. Um, there's quite a lot of pressure out there, dear listener, um, <laughs> to, to not, um, yeah, to not fumble my words. Okay, so this one um, is inspired by um, me remembering my childhood and my mother, and it's not based on any one specific event but all of the things in the poem did happen at one time or another. It's called Recollections. Do you remember the smell of our first rain in years, the way it hung with organic promise in the air as the temperature fell? Initial drops were fat and heavy, dive-bombing the powder-dry soil, beating on the old tin roof. The small water tank quickly filled, we ran for shampoo to wash our hair under the overflow spout. Hot water and no two-minute count. Our jeans were sodden and our feet stained like pecans by the mud. Our laughter came from a deep unspoken relief. Relief that long prayed for rain had come. We stood, our arms outstretched, faces to the sky, feeling the rain wash over us, carrying the cares of the day away the taste of clean water dancing on our tongues. We looked at each other with such joy, our eyes sparkling. Your face shed the lines of years past, and I saw your most beautiful smile. My mother and I, young, 
alive and carefree. Finally, we came to our senses and ran from room to room in our underwear, closing windows, shutting doors. That evening, thicker clouds rolled in, bringing long rolls of thunder and blankets of light that illuminated the land like daytime. I fell asleep to a chorus of desert frogs and a promise of new life. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we lived in what would now probably be considered a tin shed. Um, <laughs> in winter, every, it was a desert, and so um, ice would form overnight and wake up in the morning with the icicles dripping on my face. Right. And the, all the water pipes would be frozen up. But by 10 a.m., we'd be running around in T-shirts and shorts um, because you know, the desert just heats up so quickly. Yeah. So we'd have this extreme cycle of cold to hot, cold to hot, and every couple of years it would rain. Right. <laughs> so you'd, you'd go to, would you go to bed dressed up with all your winter woolies and then, and then yeah, literally have to strip off to, to shorts during the day? Yeah, in yeah. winter, as soon as the sun goes down, the... There's nothing to hold um, yeah. the warmth. Yeah. It just dissipates into the atmosphere. So that's you were living above Brisbane, weren't you? So you're up in the... Yeah, yeah. so um, we were living west of Townsville. Not Townsville, quite right. not quite to Mount Isa, right. um, which is very western Queensland, but we were sort of in between those two spots. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> rugged. I mean, I lived in the country, but we had fog and lots of grass, green grass and... The fog would be down. You'd wake up and the fog would be there to 11. And then you'd see sunshine for about three hours and then it would come down about two and then that was your day. You were just continually surrounded with fog. So the, <laughs> the other extreme, so in the winter you just you dressed up warm with hats and, and gloves and went outside if you had to. But you used to, I used to, we had a pot belly stove and we'd hunker around that and wait for the, homemade soup to be cooked <laughs> and, and having that for lunch and, and homemade scones. So, yeah, wow. Yum. Yeah, <laughs> yum, yum, yes. So you've been writing um, new poetry and, you, and I hear you've already got a, a sort of a, an idea forming in your, in your head about what sort of poetry you want to put into this new book. Yes. yes. So um, I find myself in the position of, and this pains me to say, I find myself in the position of being a middle-aged woman <laughs> in a, um ageist, misogynist um, society, not to mention, you know, transphobic, homophobic, um, racist. Um, and, you know, we, we find all of these ways of excluding others um, when actually, as New Zealand has shown, if we embrace each other and pull together as a team of five million, we, we can achieve so much. But, mm. you know, we, we have this um, an almost pre-programmed desire to create us and them all the time. But, um, yeah, so now I'm in this invisible body of a, a middle-aged woman. I, I find myself getting very frustrated by that invisibility, but it's like shining a light onto anything. You, you see one side of it, but then the other side of invisibility is invincibility. I can say and do anything and no one's going to notice. <laughs> so I have this, I have an absolute freedom now that, you know, as a, a young woman who is under the male gaze, 
um, all of the time and you know needing to be really careful about everything and and trying to get ahead in a, in a world that doesn't really want us to be visible and mm. and active so um, my next book I think is going to be a collection of poems that are basically the dangerous thoughts of a middle-aged woman and I think if we weren't all so tired from keeping the house and keeping relationships and working and and all of the th- things that tug on our energy and and create emotional and psychological and physical loads mm. um, you know there are there are women in our community you know the cleaners the nurses the bus drivers um, you know who work incredibly hard for the meager amount of money that they get paid and it's very difficult to find the energy after a day of work mm. to advocate for yourself or to put yourself forward and to be seen and valued by our society. So, um, yeah, I think sort of I have this privileged position of having some platforms now and you're all going to get sick of hearing from me, <laughs> I think. So um, would you like a dangerous thought? Yes. <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay. This one is called Distorted Career Advice and it was inspired by a particularly frustrating day I'd had at work when a manager told me that I would never be promoted because I was not managerial material in his eyes. Um, It is not where I work now, so if you go around, you know, cyber-stalking me and find me on LinkedIn, um, it is in no way related to where I work now. Uh, where I am very happy and it's a wonderful organisation. Um, so so this is about a different time in a different place and this one's distorted career advice. See through the silence, hear past the distance, feel alive, present, lean in, slink in. The choice could be yours to open every door. Negotiating paradoxes, escaping crude boxes, juggling who you are, what you do, hide your scars. Jumping through hoops, running in loops. Too smart, too pushy, too hard, too cushy. Too old, too young. Not enough accolades won. Not well enough connected. Has interests conflicted. Too short, too tall. Come on, have it all. Keep the faith. Maintain your pace. Go once more for gold. Use your woo. Go for bold. Lean in. Slink in. It doesn't really matter. The male, pale, stale, fatter. They won't let you join the club. Go back to your place. There, there, cherub. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. And f- yeah. Okay, so um, you can think about that poem while we listen to some more music. Angelie has picked a song called Science Fiction by the Divinals. Yes, this is an old Australian band from around about the same time as Cultures, actually. Yes. Um, and Chrissy, the lead singer, was quite a ferocious woman. Um, yeah, she was fantastic. Oh, 
All righty. Awesome. Great music that you've been selecting for us today. I, that's what I love about um, Access Radio myself is that I get to hear all this different music that I haven't necessarily heard, having been a very um, closeted uh, country music um, person when I was growing up because that's all we could get on a cassette in the country. We couldn't get radio, and that's what my mum liked, so I grew up on country. Well, I've spent the last 30 years of my life dedicated to one band yes. um, so this was a bit of a stretch for me ah. to find more interesting things otherwise we would have had 45 minutes of cultures Cold or back chisel. to back well that's, that wouldn't have been so bad <laughs> they're great to dance to we always have a dance don't we yeah so um some of the um the the you've got some obviously books to sell and um get out and publish and stuff and i um i know for a fact that you're going to be a guest um at the lilac library which I'm um, on the collective for. So we're going to, at, at the earliest will be September, we're having um, the book club is going to be relaunched and we're going to um, hopefully have you as a guest, that, as a guest author. Um, but what else have you got planned? And if, if that's too late, we'll have to just have you earlier at the library. But what else have you got planned so that people might be able to come along and, and see you and listen to you? Um, yeah, so... On the 28th of June, which is a Monday night, at Fringe Bar at 6.30, I'm going to be a competitor in a poetry slam event, Mm -hmm. um, which is basically deathmatch poetry. Um, We get on stage and we give our best and finest performances. Um, It's incredibly dynamic. Um, There's usually about eight people competing and we get three poems each and... Yeah, you don't leave anything. <laughs> you don't leave anything sort of unsaid or un, undone. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, my, my style of poetry is not sort of really in the, the genre of dynamicness. As you can tell, you know, it's all very soothing and atmospheric. But um, they're really fun to participate in and they're great to come along and listen to because you just don't know what's going to happen from one moment to the next. Um, And so that's on the 28th of June at Fringe, starting at 6.30. And then on the 8th of July at 7.30pm is the next Wellington Feminist Poetry Club. And they're fantastic as well. Um, and we have fantastic lineup of poets each month, and once again, lots of different styles and um, performances. It, yeah, really, really awesome group of people to to be involved with. And if you live slightly outside of Wellington or coming into town on cold winters nights isn't your thing, you can follow me on um, my poetry blog, which is www.angelitoomeypoetry.com. And if you want to know how to spell Angela, it's basically just Angela, then take the A away and put an E there at the end. So um, A-N-G-E-L-E. You can blame my mother for that. (laughs) (laughs) It was her idea. Um, So, yeah, thanks, Mum. And, yeah, so, but there's heaps of of arts events out there. So even if poetry is not your thing, you know, there's heaps of things always happening at Bats and Fringe and yep. you just get out amongst it because, you know, we're really lucky in this city to have such a vibrant scene. Very, very, very lucky, yeah. Right, so um, I think it's time for another poem. What have you got for us? Okay, this is a little experimental one um, and it doesn't really fit many themes, but um, I, I I have a, 
a style, I suppose, where I start off with something that sounds quite innocuous and there's a sting in the tail. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if that happens with this one. This one is called Wordplay. A play on words, this play of words. Roles we play with words and actions, delivering lines of words, like others do lines. We play with roles, entering stage left, finding a mark, being a mark, missing curtain calls, taking the fall, staying in character, clinging to roles we've written for each other, as we play with words, as a play on words, and of actions, behind the curtains, before the fall, treading the boards, treading water, missed cues, and then after words exit stage right, and actions no longer speak louder than words, we are left with an empty script. Mm. Wow. Yeah, words. Words. Right. Okay, so um, we're going to go to another song, and it's called You Don't Speak For Me by Judy Small. Now, she's a fellow Australian, I believe. She is a fellow Australian, and this is a song that um, I listened to probably later in my university, sort of first time at university, when I was an activist and doing Reclaim the Night and International Women's Day marches. And um, we also did um, marches for East Timor when it was still under Indonesian rule. Um, Obviously, the struggle for West Papua continues. But, um, yeah, I I was quite the little protester back in the day. And, well, I still am. Um, But, yeah, Judy was an amazing folk singer. Um, She had a lot of albums out. She ended up retraining as a lawyer and ended up being a federal circuit judge um, at one stage. She's now retired and I think she's back into the music. But, um, yeah, Judy is just a salt-of-the-earth kind of a woman who I think, you know, sings the songs that other women want to hear. Yeah, awesome. You Don't Speak For Me by Judy Small. You who scribble on walls with your minuscule mind You who make midnight calls, you who rattle my blinds The violence you preach is the core of your creed Well, you don't speak for me You call yourselves patriots, swastika style You feed on the fear of the ignorant child There's no love of nation or people or land In the hatred behind your smile You don't speak for me No, you don't speak for me I've seen where you come from I've seen where you lead It's a poisonous fruit That grows from your seed You stir up the hatred Till something explodes Well, you don't speak for me You who slaughter free creatures And then call it sport You proudly display the corpses you've shot You talk about freedom and rights and control But you don't speak for me You who poison the airwaves with Genghis Khan news You broadcast your bias and call it the news You say that you speak for the millions out there And deny that you're lighting a dangerous fuse Well, you don't speak for me No, you don't speak for me You don't speak for me You don't speak for my friends We've followed that line We've seen where it ends Intolerance, hatred, division and strife You don't speak for me You who march in your hundreds 
hundreds of thousands apiece. You who work for political prisoners' release. You who fight the injustice of women ignored. You speak for me. You who combat apartheid wherever it's seen. You who struggle to keep the unique forests green. You who fight for the rights of all people in chains. You speak for me. Yes, you speak for me. You speak for me. Kerry, you're listening to uh, the Quilter Bananas radio show on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. And we want to acknowledge the grateful support that we receive from the uh, Wellington community and the Rural Foundation. Awesome. Wonderful song. You don't speak for me. Now, um, you've got, we want to have another book, another poem out of your book, just to sort of finish out of the harbour. And you've chosen one for us. So let's, let's tell us about this one. Um, so this one is the last poem in the book. And the book itself is broken into the seasons of the harbour. So um, summer, autumn, winter and spring. And this is the last poem in the spring section. And I guess it, its aim is to make sure that the book finishes on a positive note because um, we know, you know, harbours get dark and stormy and, and a bit troublesome at times. So this one is, is more about the optimism of, of the harbour. We didn't quite have it this morning coming in because no. it was a bit too grey but um, and we couldn't actually see the sunrise. No, well, we not We were still asleep. <laughs> well, I was anyway. Um, and so we were coming into town a little bit too late in the day but also because it was very cloudy and we wouldn't have seen the sunrise any who's. Um, so this one is called Sunrise Over the Harbour. In an instant our world is transformed when the first light breaches darkness. We turn to face the sun unadorned, eyes shining with hopefulness. Discard the empty memories of yesterday. We are alive and live for today. A sunrise paradise full of New Day promise. New Day promise, awesome. Well, I have to say that it, it um, has been a pleasure to have you on the show today and um, I've really enjoyed listening to all of your poetry and I, I must get on reading your book because um, I've been lucky to go to um, parties as well at, at Angelie's house and she, if there's a special occasion, she even writes poetry for them, for them those are special events and special people. Um, so, yeah, no, it's been awesome to have you here today and we might just have to have you back again when we get this other book or for, for just no other reason but to hear some more poetry. So um, you have... Um, thank you very much to Kura for being my techie. You're welcome. Yes, and um, we've got one more song that we're going to go out on and it's called One Way Out by Melissa Estridge. And, and she's released a new single. Um, yeah, this is her new single. I think it's only been out for a couple of days. So this wow, is we are, brand new. Yeah, we are on to it. So One Way Out by Melissa Etheridge to go out on the show. Thank you very much and have a great day. You can't hide 
Banana's program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The program is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. That program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz. 